This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. That's Psalms 107, verse 8 and 9. You know, there's so many reasons to be grateful. And I know there are times that we go through situations and difficulties, heartaches, or even having the wind knocked out of us in life. But yet there's so much more to be thankful and grateful for, even in the midst of our most difficult of circumstances. You're probably very familiar with this scripture in Philippians chapter 4, but I wanted to share it again in context for today's message. Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And I love this verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. It goes on to say in verse 7, a very familiar scripture, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and in supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. In fact, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. So in everything, we should give thanksgiving unto the Lord. You know, in various communities, cities, nations around the world, there are celebratory days where they look to something in gratitude for something historically. In America, on the fourth Thursday of every November, there is a day celebrated called Thanksgiving Day. And although we should be thankful every day, it really has become a time of celebrations, a time of of cakes and pies and food and turkeys and, and a time of gathering of families. Oftentimes in these annual traditions, we tend to forget the original meaning by which we are celebrating. In any simple search or study of the origins of Thanksgiving in America, you'll see various stories. Of course, many of those stories also depict the celebration of harvest. It's gratitude and thanksgiving for God's provision in the midst of difficult circumstances. Although Thanksgiving in America has become an official national holiday, I want to focus on a heart of gratitude for God every day. You know, I was thinking about the scriptures, not just in Philippians I read earlier, but I was thinking about even in in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 7, where it says that to the satisfied soul, they take for granted the honeycomb, but to the hungry soul, even the bitter things are sweet. Now, the literal King James Version says the full soul, meaning full, being filled up, loathes the honeycomb. But to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. To paraphrase that, it's easy for us, at least for me, to sometimes take for granted what we have. You know, to the satisfied soul, he takes for granted the honeycomb. In fact, we take for granted the simple things that God provides for us. By even thinking about in the Exodus journey, it says that the manna that God was giving every day, manna was called heavenly food. God was providing heavenly food every day, and yet they began to loathe this heavenly food. Isn't that 
very typical of all of us, really, though, that when we don't have anything, we're appreciative of whatever we get. But then when we begin to get in a habit of expectation of those provisions, we begin to take for granted those things. We do that in relationships. We do that with God. We do that with the simple things in life that we always, our flesh is always saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. It's like we're never satisfied. But the satisfied soul takes for granted these things. But as it says in Proverbs 27, 7, to those who don't have anything, to the, to the hungry soul, even the bitter things are sweet. We have to get past always feel like we need more and get back to being grateful for what we have because true godliness with contentment is great gain. If we learn to appreciate what we have and steward that, then the provisions that God gives is expanded and we're able to receive more in stewardship because it's not about what we get, it's about how we steward what we have so we can multiply it to be a blessing to others. When the world comes crashing down, when darkness or destruction seems to overwhelm, you need help. You need hope. Because of God's great love, we come together and rescue lives of people we may never know, demonstrating to them that somebody cares. And his name is Jesus. I was on the streets, uh, didn't have anywhere to stay, down and out, some nights sleeping under a bridge. The day that I met Mr. Doug, he was unloading some boxes. I approached him, I said, hey, sir, man, let me help you out. I mean, he said, well, what's going on? And I told him, hey, man, I'm stuck down here and I'm having a tough time. Unloaded him off the truck and took him in the office. He said, well, okay, I appreciate it. He said, well, just hold on a minute. I got something for you. Allison ran out with some blankets and pillows and stuff. They really looked out for me, you know, as someone they don't know, and I don't think I would have messed with me the way I was looking, you know. I was on the streets. Somebody cares, made sure that I was okay. I'll never forget Mr. Doug and the whole crew. As always, people like Doug and somebody cares, showing that genuine concern. It's a group of people that I wish I could see every day. Join with us as we write the next chapter. Together, we can rescue lives. Together, we will show the world that somebody cares. You know, as I was looking again at Psalms chapter 107, verse 8 and 9, and just looking at my own life, saying, God, remind me to always give thanks for your goodness. That's why, as I've shared with you before, that my first prayer time in the mornings when I wake up, I have two prayer times, and that's just a personal thing. My first one is just a gratitude time, just to thank the Lord just because, because, because of who He is and what He's already done. I don't ask Him for anything. I don't even ask Him for any supplications. I don't, I don't ask Him for anything. I don't present my needs. I just begin to take my first prayer time when I wake up is just to begin to thank Him for who He is and what He's already done. I thank Him that I have a roof over my head. I thank Him for my family. I thank Him for my wife and my, my daughter, my, my mother-in-law. I thank Him for friends and co-laborers and family and extended family. I thank Him. I just begin to thank Him for everything that I can think of just because I want to wake up with a heart of gratitude to God. So just like Psalms 107 verse 8 and 9 says, I want to be reminded to give thanks to the Lord for who He is, for His goodness, and for His wonderful works to the children of men. He satisfies the longing soul. And I've come to find out in 38 years of serving the Lord and walking this walk of faith by the grace of God, 
There's nothing that satisfies the longing soul. Nothing that satisfies the longing of my soul except the Lord himself. If we look to people or things to satisfy us, we'll always be left wanting. You see, the flesh is insatiable. It will never satisfy us. The only thing that will satisfy the longing of our hearts and souls is a relationship with God himself. The book of John tells a story of when the disciples noticed Jesus talking to a Samaritan woman, and they also noticed he had not been eating, and they told him he needed to get something to eat. And Jesus said, I have food that you know not of. In fact, he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. He goes on to say, behold, look up, look up and see that the fields are ripe and white unto harvest. What was the Lord saying to the disciples at that moment? One, that we have a satisfaction, a fulfillment, a filling that comes outside of the natural realm, that the only thing that will satisfy the longing of our souls, the only thing that will truly fill us is to be about the Father's business and also to look up and see. The fields are ripe unto harvest. What do you do? Look up to see from where? From your own two feet. Don't just look at your own personal physical needs, but look out there and see the needs around you. And when you begin to be a tangible expression of God's love to others, something happens in us. There's something about sowing out that begins to bring in a harvest in our own lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, in every way. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I like how Mike Fitzpatrick puts it, a longtime friend of mine who's worked at the Space Center in Houston, as well as a praise and worship leader. He said, if you think about a tree, ask yourself, which way is the nourishment flowing? Does it flow from the branches to the trunk and roots? No, nourishment flows from roots and trunk to the branches. As the branches abide and remain connected to the trunk, the things the branch needs naturally flow to it. And then the branch can naturally produce what it's supposed to. What a great analogy. The reality is we can never bear lasting fruit disconnected from the, from the Lord himself, from the trunk, from the roots of relationship. See, he is the vine. We are the branches. If we abide in him, and then we are able to bear much fruit. But without him, we can do nothing. And that's where it brings us back to this place of gratitude. There's something about showing appreciation and thanksgiving to the Lord that does something in us that provokes us to reach out and minister to other people, to reach out and touch people. There's definitely something about gratitude and appreciation that releases blessings. If we appreciate people, we have gratitude towards God. There's something that is of the law of reciprocity that comes back on us. It does something in us and through us. In fact, in the book of Ezekiel and in Revelation, it talks about the river of God, that it comes from the mercy seat of God, the throne of grace. Everywhere it freely flows brings healing and harvest. That's what we need today. In each and every one of our lives, we need to find a place of healing in the Lord at the same time to be those who bring healing to others. We're called to be ministers of reconciliation. We've been reconciled to God now we need to be ministers of reconciliation, those who bring the fragrance and the presence of, king, of the kingdom of God into every situation. I know it's not always easy when we go through circumstances in our own lives. And that's why I think it's important for us to remember every day 
Every day is a, a good day of thanksgiving. Every day should be a time of appreciation. Every day should be a time of not loathing the things of God, but appreciating God's provision, even when we think it's not what we need or that we want more than what we have. God has a way of giving us more in stewardship when we're faithful to the things that God has entrusted to us. You know, years ago, a friend of mine, George Matranga, wrote a song called Praise Him Through It. And it really does minister to me even today, because when I think about the things that each and every one of us go through, it's easy to let the circumstance dictate to us our response, rather than us recognizing Christ in us change the circumstances. We create an atmosphere for His presence, and God begins to move in ways we could never do on our own. So his lyrics go like this. It says, In times of trouble, don't worry and struggle. Leave it with Jesus, believing, and He will battle. Jehoshaphat knew he had the battle already won. They sang and praised as if it was over and done. So praise Him through it, right in the midst of it all. Praise Him through it. And when you're up against the wall, praise, 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 praise him till it falls. When storms you're facing seem cloudy and hopeless, rejoice in victory knowing you have his promise. Like Paul and Silas with every reason to complain, right there in the middle of prison, they praised and sang. So praise him through it, right in the midst of it all. Praise him through it. And when you're up against the wall, Praise, 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 praise him till it falls. God is good. He is love. He is faithful. He won't allow you to bear more than you're able. He is faithful. Praise him through it. Praise him through it. Praise, praise, praise him through it. In corresponding to that, I think of a scripture even now in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I really believe today, in this time together, was just about encouraging you that no matter what you're going through, praise the Lord through it. If you have an attitude of gratitude, be grateful for what God is doing and already doing in your life, for who He is, just because, because, because of who He is. There's nothing too difficult for the Lord, and God wants to expand your fruitfulness But to do that, we have to be connected to the vine himself, to the root, to the trunk himself. We need to get back to that place of putting first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to us. See, Thanksgiving is not just about a day to celebrate. Thanksgiving every day in the Lord is an opportunity for us to praise the Lord, thank him for who he is and what he's already done. And in that, God is able to bring forth fruit in ways we never could imagine because we're connected to the vine. There's so much going on in the world today. And for those of us who have the things of God in our lives, what we have the world needs. Remember to the satisfied soul, they take for granted the honeycomb. But to the hungry soul, even the bitter things are sweet. The world needs what you have today. Let us praise the Lord. Let us come back and thank the Lord for who he is and what he's already done. Just because, because, because of who he is. And as Philippians 4, 4 says again, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Lord, we just thank you for this time today. And I thank you for each and every person listening to this podcast and those that they and myself would uh, come in contact with each and every day. 
that even in the midst of our own, our own difficult situations, that we would represent you well, that we would give thanks to you always, Lord, and in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be known to you. God, we don't want to be those who take for granted the honeycomb. We don't want to take for granted or loathe the provisions of God that we receive every day from you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your great abounding and wonderful great grace. We thank you, Lord, for taking care of us in every way, even when it seems like that there is no way, because you always make a way where there is no way. I thank you, Lord, for your personal provisions. I thank you for my family, my friends. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of your calling. And I'm reminded, Lord, even in Colossians 1.12, to give thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Thank you, Lord, for qualifying us because of the Son of your love, Christ Jesus, the preeminent one who by all things were made to, through, for, and by, that we have that authority in our own lives because we have the hope of glory in us, Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you today that you would remind us, even in the times of our difficult times or the times and circumstances that we go through, to remind us, Lord, that that we still have it good in you. That, Lord, that you are good to us, that you're our provider, our healer, our protector, our deliverer. We thank you, Lord, that you're our Savior, healer, liberator, and deliverer. We thank you, Lord, for your, our healer spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, in every way. And, Lord, I'm also reminded, just like it says in Philippians chapter 4, that, that we bring all of our requests to you, that we would bring all these things to you and rejoice always in you and bring our prayer and supplications with thanksgiving to you and let our requests be known. Lord, we know that you care for us in ways we could never comprehend. And we ask you, Lord, to do a work in us that you could do a work through us. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.